Hey everybody, Matt here and welcome to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek. Joining me as always is Pete. Hiya, Pete. Hey everybody, this is Pete. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. Pete hitting the, hitting the Twitter fast and furious out of the gate there. I guess uh, I would only be uh, remiss uh, to, if I didn't mention that you can uh, get our podcast Twitter at PhGeekPodcast. So with that, Pete, last night was the, uh, the vaunted premiere of the, uh, the, the 30-second preview for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, what did you think? I thought it was everything it was cracked up to be. I love that they've got this out in advance of even a time slot or anything like that. Um, as Agent Coulson, who uh, lives, uh, put it best, the world is in on this now. And Matt, you and I had been on the forefront of this, you know, uh, similar to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of skulking around, piecing together things. And now the whole world is in on this. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. Uh, it's a little bit of a badge of pride that uh, we agents were kind of on uh you know, had her eye on this show back. Pete, do you remember back when it was still called Shield? Do you yes. remember the Twitter controversy? Hey, is Agents <laughs> of Shield? Guess what? I read that on a on a Saturday morning. I got out of bed early, came downstairs, immediately changed the name of the podcast to the Agents of Shield podcast. So exciting! Uh, it's an exciting time for this show. It really, really is. You know, really looking forward to, um, you know, what Marvel is going to offer us in terms of a TV show. It remains to be seen. Will this be weekly? Will this be a miniseries? Will it be out in the fall? Will it be a midseason replacement? We just don't know yet, but we're on the cusp of this. I think certainly the expectation by by the layman and the Hollywood insider alike is, you know, we're looking a full, you know, 20 plus episode season just because this is, you know, Disney spent a lot of money to get Marvel. You know, this this is going to be even even as a scaled down, you know, to scale down from the Marvel movies from Avengers. This this still is going to be a high profile expensive show. There's no way they're going to, you know, do a six episode miniseries. There's no way they're going to do, you know, a 12 episode season and hey, see you again, you know, down the line. Maybe they do something novel like uh, you know, what some of the cable networks do with uh, 18 episodes, go 8 and 8. Um maybe they do that just to keep costs down, but I just feel like, you know, you're coming off the Avengers, man. Huge, huge movie. You're coming off of Iron Man 3. Make it a big, broad you know, just just big, expensive show that gets tons of eyeballs to watch it. And that 30-second preview, it exceeded my expectations for what uh, the show could be. I think production value is very important. And, you know, at the risk of, you know, sound and hammy, to get, you know, 12 episodes or, or 13, you know, the, the half-order, um, you know, assuming this has to be an hour-long show, I really don't see it you know, being a, uh, a 22 minute, you know, uh, sitcom style time. Although that might be interesting to tell us stories really quickly, you know, Oh, Hulk, <laughs> wah, wah. you sat on that little chair. Now it broke. 
I mean, we we've been on both ends of production value with shows that we have uh, podcasts, and I mean, certainly Matt, in your own endeavors as well, with looking back at Lost on the very high end of a weekly show, you know, committed to more than twenty per season for six seasons. And then what we've done together in terms of Alcatraz, 13 episodes, but still with an enormously high production value. And then another show that we weren't with as long that really kind of, uh, you know, spat at you in terms of production value. So, you know, again, Disney is smart. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to throw the world at this in terms of uh, money. You know, they, they want it to make money. But they're showing you out the gate. They're willing to invest in this and they're willing to invest in the fans and a fan base. And that's an important aspect of what this means to the continued expansion of the Marvel Universe from comic to film and now to TV. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a bold uh, direction. My expectation of this 30 second teaser was going to be to excite people but to essentially to dial it back because we know it's not going to be the weekly adventures of iron man and hulk and you know so on and so forth that it is kind of the more human aspect it is going to be you know potentially there will be episodes money saving episodes where it'll be you know what's what's called bottle episodes where uh everybody's caught in the base this week because of that power outage you know I mean, and, and sometimes when different shows do episodes like that they're very successful right. um but i was i was surprised and delighted by i mean it's a bit of a catch-22 they need to reference avengers but then very quickly tell you as with a smile on their face Avengers, you saw that movie, right? Um, basically, nobody from that movie is going to be here. But let's show you some other things. And the other things, the actual meat of meat and potatoes of Agents of Shield, uh, definitely the you know the the special effects, the the style to it, kind of the I don't know. There's a certain machismo to it. Uh, sold me uh, more than my you know beyond my expectations. Matt, how can you say, though, that nobody from Avengers is in this when a character who was killed in the Avengers pops up in this? And that is what I really think is a selling point. Yes, you have the fabulous Mignot win um, of ER fame and Joy Luck Club um, cast on this show. But this is really hinged around Coulson. And I got to wonder if the crystallizing moment of Hey, Joss Whedon, let's take this to TV. Let's let's push this. Was the reaction when they killed Coulson off and they said, did we make the right move? Mm, is there a way we can bring him back? We are talking about a superhero, you know, uh, universe here. And boom, let's make him the focal point of a TV show. I mean, he's he has sold the mystery and the cool of these movies that he was in and now making the transition to the small screen, everybody loves him. He became the linchpin of all those films for all those characters, the rallying point of the Avengers. So let's unleash him on TV and see what he does. So Matt, I'm going to say you are getting one of the Avengers here. 
I I mean, I certainly well, for anybody who didn't understand my subtext, certainly not you, Pete. I know I, I know you understood me. Um, of course, I know Coulson is in the show. Of course, I know he was in mm-hmm. Avengers. I was just making reference to, you know, that this isn't, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, Thor, the TV show. Right. Uh, that said, you know, I cannot agree with you more. A story that that we've mentioned, uh, you know, on some of the other podcasts uh, previously, when when you and I and a few others uh, from from our Agents of Shield, as you were, as it were, uh, when we went to go see Avengers, Coulson dies. It's a quiet moment. There's this twelve year old boy, and I'll, <laughs> I'll obviously bleep out part of this, but you know, there's just this quiet moment where it's like it's not like oh he he's wounded, wink wink. It's like he dies, and there's just a hush over the theater. And this little boy goes, "Man, that's bull." Beep. And Actually, I believe the verbatim quote was, "This is some." bull and then the word the offensive word um so you know to take it even further you know the the minute that poor english in addition to profanity gets laid down you know it is an emotional reaction yeah and that's that's what clark gregg has has brought into this little tiny role that has grown and grown and grown and yeah, I know that some articles that you read, they they um, have pitched it as you know starring Ming Na Wen, also starring Clark Gregg and these other people. I don't know who's going to get top billing. I suspect. Well, I mean, not even I suspect. If if you know, taking a look at the uh, the ABC uh, media and media planning uh, resource that they have online, I mean, they give Clark Gregg top billing. Right. Um, so and I think rightfully so. And in a minute, we'll get into the official show summary. Um, but he's the emotional, the emotional. Uh, I don't say center of the show because we don't know diddly squat about the show beyond, you know, less than 45 seconds of footage. Right. But he's the emotional center to um, this effort to get us to watch. He's the one, you know, New York Comic Con last October. We started to hear you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, as we were there, people saying, hey, did you hear this, you know, joking thing? Colson lives, Colson lives. You could see Friday during the day, it wasn't really going on. Friday night, you'd start to hear people saying it and tweeting it. And then Saturday, Saturday morning, it really starts to build. Then boom, Clark Gregg comes out. The announcement is made. We're doing this pilot TV show. So this has been, they've been selling it literally since day one that it went public, you know, by that hashtag, Colson lives. It's important, man. It's all about the branding. It's all about getting out there ahead of time. You know, it it just falls in line with everything we know about um, Marvel under Disney. They have a plan and they're executing it. Just one last thing from me as far as, you know, all right, it's not the Iron Man show. It's not the Thor show. But I'm terribly excited about the prospect of, okay, as we build to each movie event in the life of this show – they're going to be able to ramp up on the show towards that. So, you know, I won't be surprised and I'll really expect it as if the show begins next fall, that as the Thor movie um, comes out, you know, there's both reference and support of that. Additionally with Captain America uh, next spring, and then they can come right off of assuming the, um, the date doesn't change guardians of the galaxy in August of 2014 and 
pick up the next fall and reference the events of that film. And I'm going to be really interested. You know, this is the day to day. This is the week to week. And then the films are the larger events that really change the feel of their world. Yeah, I kind of I kind of um, get my head wrapped around uh, how this show will relate to, uh, you know, the Marvel movies, kind of like the Secret Service or, you know, like specifically, let's take a show like West Wing. All right. In a show like that, you're, you know, you're you're in the residence with the president. You're seeing him, dis, you know, discuss things with the first lady as they go to bed. You're in the Oval Office. That's the Marvel movies. S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of like the the Secret Service. And some Secret Service people are right there. You know, we've seen Coulson talking to all these people in the movies. Other Secret Service people are, you know, back at headquarters running down a threat. Running down, you know, hey, some guy said they want to do X, Y, Z to, you know, this leader. Uh, let's go knock on a door. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's do the detective work to prevent, you know, to prevent the big thing, the big disaster from happening. That's kind of what I see this show being. Hey, you know, there's some, you know, there's some happening going on in Montana. Let's go there. And it's not going to be, you know, the return of Loki. It's going to be your baddie of the week, whether it's superpower, whether it's alien technology, whatever it is, it's going to be on a smaller scale. And you go, oh, boy, I'm glad we took care of that. Otherwise, that could have gotten pretty bad. You know, we would have <laughs> to call in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's, hey, that's an exciting, uh, an exciting premise to me. Certainly. Before we move on and uh, uh, read and discuss the show summary, I will, I'll just uh, mention some more contact info. Our website is shieldpodcast.blogspot.com. And uh, if you'd like to send us an email, it's phgeekpodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, if you'd like to hear your voice on the podcast, you can call our listener line that uh, the Google robots mined for us at 732-707-1815. And you can leave a message up to three minutes, which again, may be used on the podcast. So that, Pete, would you like me to hit you with the official ABC summary of the show and then we can discuss some of these characters? Please do. All right, here we go. Now, I'll, before I read this, I'm not going to... Uh, I'll say I'm not going to read it with the full, um, I can't think of the proper adjective. Some of this stuff is written in such kind of hyperbole that okay. you, if you get into it, it almost sounds disrespectful. So I won't quite go there. but The the intonation, if you will. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of dial it back a bit. But I just want to remind okay. the readers, this isn't my writing. This is of the, the uh, wonderful people at the ABC press office. Joss Whedon shows us not all heroes are super with Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fresh from his role in the summer box office smash, Marvel's The Avengers, Agent Phil Coulson returns to the worldwide law enforcement organization S.H.I.E.L.D. He puts together a small, highly trained team of agents to tackle the cases that haven't been classified yet. Uh, The new, the strange, and the unknown. I'll just pause my reading here for a minute. I don't know that this thing follows the rules of grammar. But it sounds pretty good. They usually don't. <laughs> yeah. My... He puts together a small, comma, highly trained, comma, team of agents. There should not be a comma after after highly trained. But anyhow, uh, the team consists of Straight Arrow, Grant Ward, an expert in combat and espionage, pilot and martial artist, Agent Melinda May, that's your Ming-Na Wen, by the way, yeah. and brilliant, if socially awkward, scientists, Agent Leo Fitz and Agent Gemma Simmons. They'll be joined by civilian new recruit and computer hacker Sky. That's with a Y and an E. Yes. 
Prepare for an epic adventure that showcases the hope and wonder of the human spirit. <laughs> Nothing less. It's basically Schindler's, Schindler's List, but happy, uh, is what they're telling us. <laughs> um, this is a world of superheroes, aliens, and the unusual, of action, spectacle, and world-spanning stories. There should be a dash between world and spanning, but that's okay. The show will speak to the human condition through the lens of our very human, non-powered shield agents, that together we are greater than we are apart, and that we can make a difference in the world. That is both hyperbole, and I'm a little, uh, the hairs on my arm are standing up a little bit. That's both (laughs) hyperbolic and well-written. Then they conclude, of course, executive produced and co-written by Joss Whedon, Jed Whedon, and Marissa Tantron, Jeffrey Bell, and Jeff Loeb. comes marvel's first live action series marvel's agents of shield so pete we'll go through that list while we've already talked about clark Gregg. let's chat for a little bit your thoughts about melinda may agent melinda may uh as portrayed by ming na wen the pilot and martial artist i'm a big fan of her work going back to er um i'm anxious to see her in a different light um, what seems to be a both a veteran actress role and a veteran shield role here. Um, and, you know, as a pilot and martial artist, right? Did I hear that yes. correctly? Uh, so interesting mix. You know, obviously they're, they're going with ethnicity in terms of bringing that in as well. Um, okay, I get it. The, the pilot wrinkle I, I think could be cool. You know, will we get that little... Uh, jet that the uh avengers rode in in the avengers you know with uh black widow um flying it that type of thing is is that what they're possibly alluding to um could be really cool i just want to sound a slight note of caution here the one asian person on the show is automatically the martial artist just a little yeah you know i don't know that said perhaps ming na wen has a martial arts background and they're like hey that's great let's bring that in um just want to throw that out there just so you know nobody likes nobody likes their shield agents boxed into a particular you know particular set of expectations uh let's see pete straight arrow grant ward the expert in combat and espionage kind of sounds almost kind of like your standard you know square jawed um you know uh cyclops Will Riker, Jim Kirk type. Um, any thoughts there? I mean, listen, one of the hallmarks of the number of podcasts in the PH Geek family of podcasts we've done to this point is that uh, we are straight arrows. So at the risk of being slightly constructively critical right now, I found the whole description a little overcooked. And also running the risk of confusion. Um, one of the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents we know is Agent Barton, right? Also known as Hawkeye. What's his weapon of choice, Matt? Uh, the arrow and the bow. So you include straight arrow and suddenly there's like, wait, wait, wait. Did, did they recast Hawkeye? Is, is that that guy? Um, you know, I, I think that's a little concerning. There's not another way we could say straight arrow, straight shooter, maybe something like that. Um, all right. Yeah. You got to have the straight man and that's to be expected. Um, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) uh, as for brilliant, if socially awkward scientists, Leo Fitz and Gemma Simmons, 
I mean, sounds tropey enough. I certainly expect, yeah. I expect Joss Whedon's writing alone, let alone, you know, Jed Whedon, Marissa Tantron, and the actors and everybody else to kind of flesh that out. If that's your, you know, if that's your one sentence or, you know, your, your what, five word description of those two. Eh, okay. I mean, I'm not, my hair is not on fire over that, but I'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, the interesting little, little um, wrinkle here, uh, which is not the obvious choice, is to have this civilian and uh, civilian new recruit and computer hacker Sky. That certainly kind of has a makes me think, and I mean this completely as a compliment. I'm, tr- I'm not trying to suggest Joss Whedon is ripping off himself. Kind of reminds me of uh, of a certain uh, Firefly character, if you will, Pete. I guess. Um, and not having watched uh, more than one episode of that show, I could see that. I mean, she is us in that the the viewer coming to understand this world for the first time, the fish out of water quality. From what I've gathered from the descriptions as well, she's also superhero obsessed. So again, much like the audience and people turning into this who think, as we've mentioned, as you've mentioned, at the start, that it's going to be Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, whomever, every week. That's not what it's going to be. And if anything, to uh, go against that mold and use this character as the fulcrum of doing that, I think is a smart choice right off the bat. I just worry a little bit about the, well, she's she's the every woman, she's the every person, you know, Uh, new recruit but at the same time she's a computer hacker i I think they run a little contrary well i think you've hit the nail on the head that she's probably more uh if you will she's probably more more winston zedmore than she is river tam in that you know winston's role in ghostbusters is you have three smart people who understand what's going on and winston certainly is a smart guy but doesn't know the ins and outs of the particulars and they can say Hey, so let me tell you about this trap system, okay? This is where the ghosts go. And you do this and you do that. You wouldn't ever want to do this bunch of stuff here. Otherwise, it might make it blow up. And Winston goes, oh, okay. And we go, oh, okay. Thanks for telling me. Um, that said, and I guess this is just a natural uh, a natural uh, segue, uh, I had learned from uh, shieldsite.net, which uh, has has quickly become a great resource, both their website and uh, their Twitter, uh, which is ShieldSite. Uh, I learned on there of the um, I, I don't know what would, I don't know what the proper term is, but Pete, how what would you what would you describe to our listeners is the nature of WeAreTheRisingTide.com? Kind of a viral site, if you will. Yeah. You know, this idea that S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and Marvel have played with that these events run concurrent to what we're experiencing in our reality. And there's one uh, grab of the Hulk, um, but it's made to be like it's amateur video. Um, and they're playing around with with that idea there. This rising tide um, would seem to me a clear evidence that, you know, shield is really kind of holding back a lot of the things that could trouble the everyday person. 
and you have a guy like Agent Coulson in his beloved, uh, you know, red convertible Lola who kind of comes in and, you know, I, I hate to, to bring in another work but and, and a comic at that, but, you know, the men in black, they're there to shut it down. I think the comparison is not untoward in that, you know, it's a similar type of archetype, you know, the black suit, the shades, the nice car, the gadgets. Um, I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of comparisons from that standpoint. Yeah, and I mean, while I don't expect the show to be overtly or even even quietly political uh i i think that there's an interesting place that the story could go basically you know there our heroes are and we see them for four weeks in a row kind of boy oh boy what a near miss i'm glad they kept those people you know safe in their own ignorance and then somebody goes uh shouldn't you be sharing this like you're the big bad government hiding all of this um i you know i think there's if it's going to be you're hiding these secrets of the Hulk or of uh, that alien technology that you're collecting, you know, I'm referring to that, uh, to, to the Marvel one shot on the Avengers disc, mm-hmm. you know, you're collecting all this stuff. We, what are you doing? Hiding the fact that there were aliens. We saw them come out of the sky in New York, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that there's some interesting story direction there. Um, and I mean, just to, to complete the thought about we are the rising tide.com, you know, they have other stuff, shield evidence caught on tape and it's people in biosuits getting uh, washed down there's a what appears to be genuine footage of a sinkhole somewhere in new york um you know did shield have something to do with this there's a clip from um uh, pretty sure it's iron man 2 uh, i'm quite sure it's iron man 2 you know because they referenced stark expo with stuff flying by what could it be um so definitely a fun you know fun little site they do something with it beyond just the initial um you know the initial uh tease of it i don't know I know for a time early in the first season of Lost, ABC had a site that was uh, like a fan site for um, for Driveshaft, you know, Charlie's Band. And it was, you know, totally done by ABC, but it, it kind of looked like it was, you know, like just somebody's blog that they made, mm-hmm. you know. And it was fun. You click around for a little bit. Didn't necessarily, you know, approach the alternate reality game stuff that Lost did on- online and whatnot. But, you know, it's a fun little site to check out, just to click around and, you know, for a minute you feel like, yeah, if the Hulk did just kind of attack somewhere, um, this is probably what it would, you know, be some kind of shaky footage and, you know, people are going, oh, yeah, it's as real as, uh, you know, it's real as the Sasquatch, you know, uh, it's a hoax, blah, blah, blah. And other people are saying, oh, I don't know. So a fun little, uh, fun little site to check out. With a property of this magnitude, I, I think it's expected to have something like this again to satiate the appetite beyond the coming of the series you know people are going to be um looking for things and i think that's that's part of what we do and and shieldsite.net and you know a lot of other people out there so you know trying to go beyond what's on the screen before we get to the last uh, little ponderification that i read uh, on entertainment weekly just wanted to mention you know because there's already a cool vibe out there on twitter you know it's not like you know our podcast has to be the best so everybody you know screw them um there's just been a cool vibe you know people retweeting people saying oh that's you know that's a good idea that's a good good point um on twitter there's helicarrier podcast definitely looking forward to checking them out um just scrolling here i know there's uh 
there's a bunch you know a b- bunch of whether it's podcasts whether it's fan sites or whatever you know it's good stuff um i of course do not know why none of the other uh, ones are coming up right now but um you know it's it's fun that we're all kind of um embarking on this show together hopefully it's good i think that we're all excited about it and um you know it's just kind of cool to be it's cool to be part of this community part of this kind of happy community that's um you know we're making our way to, to check out the show i'm looking forward to seeing it develop and i'm looking forward to how abc is going to mine this community they've certainly um used the online community and twitter to their advantage before and uh i think it's going to be an interesting ride yeah yeah absolutely and uh just to to get back to something that uh well i guess one of the one of the more vaunted members of the community which is to say entertainment weekly um they had a number of people had a theory about uh, a particular character who appeared in the 32nd teaser and uh, Entertainment Weekly kind of, you know, took some of that discussion and really kind of spelled it out. So, Pete, if you'll uh, if you'll indulge me, I'll read a little bit from this Entertainment Entertainment Weekly uh, article, which was uh, published today, May 13th. And we'll certainly tweet it on our uh, on our Twitter feed. So uh, are you ready, Pete? I'll always listen to you read, Matt. Wow, excellent. They are, by the way, talking about there's a uh, there's an unknown um, guy who appears, uh, an African-American gentleman, uh, and uh, that's who a lot of the speculation has been about. So here we go. Let's just assume for a second that this guy is somebody from Marvel's history. The fact that J. August Richards, who's the actor's name, uh, has been quite explicitly not saying who he's playing certainly indicates that. Where there's smoke, dot, dot, dot. The most popular theory online is that this is Luke Cage, Harlem superhero with super strength, unbreakable skin, and dynamite fashion sense. Like all essentially baseless theories, by the way, the Entertainment Weekly article is totally upfront by saying none of this is insider information, it's just complete fun speculation. Like all essentially baseless theories, the Luke Cage hypothesis is based partially on magical thinking and extremely ambient data points. The guy in the trailer is strong and invulnerable. He's played by an African-American actor, and Cage was one of the first major African-American superheroes. Cage wore lots of yellow back in the 70s, and the guy appears to be wearing yellowish pants in the first shot that you see him, which is when he jumps out of the window. However, as pointed out by Chris Radke uh, from io9, the Marvel Studios bumper at the start of the S.H.I.E.L.D. promo could be pointing to a different super-strong invulnerable hero. Rage of the New Warriors, a teenager who was exposed to toxic waste and transformed into a fully grown man. Basically, think big, but with more superpowers. Rage seems more likely, if only because the root of his character, young boy in adult's body, seems more intrinsically Whedon-esque. So your thoughts, Pete? I like the Luke Cage idea. Um, I don't know a terrible amount about the character other than what you've described. And I like the idea that we could be continuing to spend more time in New York, which has been a focal point in the Marvel films. Um, And obviously ground zero in terms of what happened in Avengers. And uh, I just like the idea of a superhero from Harlem. Unbreakable skin uh, interests me as well for some strange reason. 
kind of like uh i don't know um i think of the unbreakable movie for a moment you know just based on the the title alone mm. yeah it'll be interesting i mean there's so there's so much of the marvel universe that uh marvel still has the rights to you know obviously they don't they don't have movie and tv rights to x-men fantastic four wolverine included in x-men um wolverine x-men i think i'm missing a third spider-man there you go um to the point that there's kind of these weird intersections like uh buzz is out there that uh, avengers 2 will include scarlet witch and her brother quicksilver um and that marvel has gotten the uh, marvel had the rights to those characters but needed to just basically shake hands and play nice with 20th century fox because their uh, father is magneto so it's like they're going to use the characters that are the offspring of magneto but they're not going to mention magneto because marvel studios slash disney uh you know and everything under the disney umbrella they don't have the rights they don't have the movie tv rights to magneto but they do have the rights to magneto's kids just as long as they're not magneto's kids explicitly in the movie if that makes sense it does, <laughs> but so, it's an awful lot of inside baseball. Too. Point being, there's a bunch of characters out there that you could scale to an appropriate level of the TV show. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be the Silver Surfer showing up where you go, oh, geez, the computer generated. You, know, you have to do a motion capture suit. You have to do a computer generated character over that. It's like you want to have a guy who the effects in the preview were cool. But you want to have a guy who basically you have him jump in front of a blue screen and then composite that into falling out a window and you add some you know ground cracking and some grass exploding glass exploding whatnot um and basically his superpower is you hit him with a you know you hit him with a concrete block and it shatters because it's actually made of you know rice krispies like and i'm not trying to denigrate the character or the effects in the show i'm just saying or rice krispies or rice krispies i'm just That's saying sponsor <laughs> yeah rice krispies call us uh 732-707-1815 i'm just saying his particular skill set is one that can be achieved on a tv budget a la smallville a la a bunch of other green shows arrow with yeah green arrow where it's like those. you know take the big log and break it over his back the log was made of balsa wood, you know, just those kind of little tricks where it'll be a, oh, totally amazing when he, you know, stops the bus with his shoulder, which was shot by having a bus run into a concrete post. And then you just, you know, composite your actor in front of it, like stuff like that, where, you, where it's not expensive. It's not bottom line. It's not Tony Stark needs 43 uh, computer generated, uh, you know, suits for Iron Man 3. Um, or was it 42? Or was it forty two? That's a good. I think it was forty two. I, I take that back. Yeah, I, I see. You were counting the one he's in as well, or um, the Iron Patriot. Well, between between, I'm pretty sure Iron Man three had forty two. Then I was having a Lost moment where it's forty two. Then I'm having yes. a Star Trek moment where they're focused on forty seven. So yes. I'll, I'll, I just, yeah, I apologize. A lot of a lot of pop culture. <laughs> which I guess is a good time to mention too we also do a pop culture podcast which will be uh we'll be simulcasting the shield podcast to that in addition to our pop culture pod ph geek pop culture podcast uh adventures going to comic cons seeing movies and the like so a little self-plug right there so pete with that 
I think we've covered everything, uh, everything that we were going to cover. Uh, I mean, just, I know, I know I'm tremendously excited about the show. I know you are too. And, um, you know, it's, uh, is it September yet? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, we're waiting on the announcement in terms of scheduling, but the, the time is right with this. It's not an if, it's a when, and this is going to be a big hit. So, you know, just jump on now and uh, enjoy the ride. Yeah, and in fact, uh, it's worth repeating to our listeners, we will definitely do a brief podcast again later in the week, if only five or ten minutes, just to announce the uh, the time frame that um you know when the show will be on um the uh i believe the abc upfronts are tomorrow at 4 p.m pete does does that ring a bell with you it does um so whether that's tomorrow night whether it's in a couple days you know we'll we'll hit you soon enough just to to discuss in fact you know what pete it might it might uh it might work out well for our listeners if we don't podcast it tomorrow which is the day of it being announced maybe if we do it a bit later in the week our listeners can, you know, call the listener line or send a message on Twitter or send us an email, leave a comment on the webpage to tell us what they think of the of the time slot. Are you, you know, are you are you going to be concerned? Oh, that's up against the Voice. That's up against American Idol. That's up against Big Bang Theory. You know, it's up against Survivor. Is it, you know, do you or do you like the time slot? Is it convenient for you? So on and so forth. So because uh, we'd we'd love to hear that fan feedback. There's going to be a lot to ponder once we know where it's going to be. But right now, the, the speculation, it's fruitless until we know where it's going to land. Indeed. And I guess the last thing, Pete, does that mean that we're not going to podcast really anything else after uh, after the schedule is announced? What are we going to do between now and uh, September? Perish the thought, Matt. No, uh, what we will be doing is we will be going back through each of the films in the existing uh, Marvel universe, and we will give you a flavor for each one of those as a means of driving us towards the premiere, whenever that will be, of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., And if you'd like to share feedback, you can leave a comment at fantasticgeek.com. That's fantastic with a PH. You can email fantasticgeek at gmail.com or tweet us on Twitter at fantasticgeek. So with that, Pete, should we uh, bid everyone adios until uh, until we talk again later in the week? Yes, and I want the listeners to know that uh, my sign-off for each of our um, dedicated show podcasts uh, has been similar and I am now openly soliciting sign-offs for this show. Previously we did Alcatraz which was Lights Out as is befitting a uh, prison set uh, TV series and uh, it was The Lights Are Out with uh, another show that was on NBC. Um, so call in, uh, tweet at us. However, you can, uh, let us know what you think my sign off should be for Marvel's agent of shield podcast by PH geek. And well, Pete, can I suggest one at least, uh, if only for today? Sure. I think it should be the old, it's that, that hashtag they've been pushing for the last couple of days. The hashtag that we first heard. Back in New York Comic Con all the way back in October. 
Coulson lives. Adios, everybody. Bye-bye.